This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, David, and today's game will be an all-benchwarmer affair with the team of Mason and Scott versus Eric Ede and Josh. Uh, Mason and Scott, why don't you guys go first? Uh, who wants to who wants to tell us how they're doing? Mason first. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first because Scott's got All a right. team name. Great. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. This evening is kind of hectic. Um, so that's all it's coming late to the recording. And also my computer just decided to not work. It needed an update, So, um, which is part of the inspiration for our team name. So I'll let Scott handle that. Awesome. Scott, what you got? Uh, well, I'm good. Um, I'm great, actually. I, I spent the entire day outdoors in Palos Verdes, right by where Tiger Woods crashed his car back in the day. Um, but it's a really lovely area, despite that. Uh, but it was just really nice being outside all day in February. So that's different and new for me uh, being here. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Um, I also, for, this is mostly Eric will like this, but I don't know who else might. I watched the NHL All-Star game this weekend. Wow. Um, it's the most hockey I've ever watched in my entire life. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I don't mind their format. I like normally these weird, wacky formats uh, like that the NBA's doing with their stuff is strange, but I didn't mind the breaking down the, the different divisions and doing four different little games. And yeah, I learned some names that might come in handy one day. So I'm now a big Jack Hughes guy, thanks to the all-star game. So I might watch some more hockey. You got like 18 brothers, so just get used to that. Man. Jack and Quinn, right? And, and there's, yeah, I see, I learned some things. But uh, yeah, um, our team name, like Mason said, he, he said he was having some issues and that his mice disappeared or something was going on prior to the recording. So I figured that and the fact that it's Mason, we're just going to be of mice and almost men. <laughs> Perfect. Of mice and almost men. Sounds good. All right. Ede and, uh, or Eric and Josh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Let, uh, All right. I'll let Eric yeah. talk about the, the team name, things like that. Uh, I'm doing well. You know, we've talked about water carnivals on this podcast before in Detroit Lakes. Well, in St. Paul, the winter carnival just wrapped up. If you have any desire to know anything about that, feel free to reach out to Matt Doherty, for he is an expert on the St. Paul winter carnival. So um, any and all questions, direct them to Matt. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to playing another game and not knowing enough trivia. Does Matt make the trek back from Nebraska now that he's moved? I mean, that seems like a big thing. I don't think he made it back. He he had a falling out with some of the groups and things. That's a whole different ball of wax. If you want oh, to get him up about that. Well, okay. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> All, right questions. All <laughs> questions regarding winter carnival, how awesome it was and how terrible it is. I don't know. Something like that. Feel free to reach out to, to Matt Doherty. Only Matt Doherty could have a falling out with an entire event. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh. Eric. Hi. Um, I'm putting together a, my, I got this for my, for my birthday. It was a little late. Um, my home alone Lego set. So I just started that right before the recording and uh, I'm doing something very OCD or not even, I don't even know, just stupid. Um, after I put a piece together, I take a picture of it and I'm going to put like this time-lapse photography thing from the whole thing, just going one piece at a time until it's built. So this is going to take me about seven years to put together. Um, I got nothing else. Anyway, 
Josh and I's team name today is based on our love for one specific person. I guess one of our loves for one person or hatred for another or hate for both. Anyway, um, so our team name today is going to be uh, one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. You figure Sounds that good. out. Right. Yeah, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough to figure out which one that is. Well, neither of you are shy about their opinions about, about this matter. So I'm pretty sure that the, all the listeners know. All right. Well, we've got our team names. So let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. Styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All righty. It's time for the coin flip. And just before we went on air here tonight, uh, Scott and Mason won the coin flip in order to call the coin flip. So we're going to give them our coin flip question for 10 points. All right, guys. Coin flip. I felt like you didn't say it enough. <laughs> you just want to keep throwing that anymore, in there. So, yeah. <laughs> it's now a drinking game for you, Eric. So every all time right, somebody so says coin flip. All right. Done. There it is. All right. Perfect. Coin flip. Okay. Mason and Scott, which covers more area? an NFL football field from goal line to goal line or 10 regulation NBA basketball courts. Hey, a math question. Okay. A math I was just going to say, this has math involved. Okay. Take so, it over. Check it in. Okay. So, <laughs> you only have two, you only have two minutes. Right. Yeah. You have yeah, two okay. minutes. Football field is 360 feet by 160. So, and, a, and basketball courts 94 feet, right? So 94 by whatever it is. Why? I don't know how wide it is, but. Some might say it's not as girthy as a football field. Yeah. Or as Jay Glazer. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how wide an NBA court is. That's the only number I don't have. So it's, I don't, it's not all that wide. I, I, they're not it's very like two wide. feet. Not all okay. that wide. Well, I mean, in comparison to a football field, I mean, it's not even close. Would you say it's under 60 feet? Yeah, for sure. Right. Because it's yeah, 90. Yes. By, yes, I think so. I think it's got to be the football field then. Um, because let's see. So. A football field's four times long as an NBA court. About so, it would have to be over two and a half times. So yeah, I, I think it's got to be the football field then. I'm just um, gonna just, let that boy flex. Um, <laughs> unless I got the numbers wrong, but it's one twenty by fifty three and a third for a football field. So, and then I'm pretty sure it's ninety four feet for basketball. So I, I trust you. All right. So we're going to go with the football field. And 10 points for your team. So you had most of it right. And out of a football field, I actually specifically said goal line to goal line. So it's not 120 oh. feet. It's 100 feet. Okay. Oh, okay. You still, well. you still, you still did all right. So it's 100. It's 300 feet long by 160 feet wide. Um, so that would be 48,000 square feet. Uh, NBA court is 94 feet by 50 feet exactly wide, which is 4,700 square feet. So 10 of them is 47,000 square feet. So it's 48,000 versus 47,000 square feet. So I think you got most of it right. And there's no point for, uh, you don't need to show yeah, your work. So, you're so good. you can have 10 basketball games going on at one time. You could on a football a, field. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Huh. All right. Good. to That know. is correct. All right. 
So heading into the first quarter, we have a score of, of mice and almost men with 10 points. And one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins with zero. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter is going to be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be four questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 25 points. All right. Question number one of Sporting Haikus. Only baseball team to win World Series titles, three different cities. All right, we're going to check in. Of Mice and Oma's men have checked in. One of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. Please talk it out. The Yankees? No, the Giants? Well, it's not like you have the Giants, the Dodgers, they've moved, the A's have moved. I don't know, did the A's win when they were in Philadelphia? And then didn't they go to Kansas City? Who are the Senators? Who did they become? They became the Twins. Okay. Were they anywhere other than? No. Washington. No, um, I don't think so. And then the Athletics were Philadelphia, then where anywhere else? I thought they went, weren't they the Kansas City Athletics after? Yeah, yeah it was they Philadelphia, went? then Kansas City. I don't know if they won in each of those three places, but maybe they did. I don't, the Braves. I don't think they won in Kansas City. So the Braves, I think, has only been Atlanta. Oh, they and were Milwaukee. in Boston, weren't they? They started in Boston. Oh, then let's do that because they were in Milwaukee. Did they win in Milwaukee? I believe so. All right. Let's go with that. Let's go with the Braves. All right. We'll check, in, check with in the Braves. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins has checked in. So of mice and almost men, what did you guys have? Yeah, uh, I typed this right away to Scott. Um, I was hoping checking in too quickly wouldn't give anything away because I know that uh, they won in Boston, Milwaukee, and Atlanta. And I have the Benchwarmers <laughs> gift that has the the tickets on there. So I saw that. So that helped too because um, it was hanging up on my wall. But um, so, yeah, we checked in with the Braves as well. Perfect. Yeah, points all around. The Braves won way back in the teens in Boston and in their stopover Milwaukee in the Hank Aaron, Eddie Matthews, Warren Spahn years they they won in 1957 which was yeah. breaking up when the yankees won almost every year of the 50s and then of course 1995 and 2021 um so yeah good job everybody so you can say there aren't that many teams that have played in three cities are there uh well you were right about the a's they have but I, they, they did didn't not, win they, in kansas city though they no. did not win in kansas city kansas that city is doesn't win. they were not there that long uh and i think i'm trying to think of any other their teams maybe that have moved but but have changed names and i didn't I mean, I didn't say this in only 17 I, syllables, but but uh, I think they're the only team, the only franchise that's won in three places. So, okay, yeah, I, there, I just don't think there's that many that have been in more right. than two. Like, you've got a bunch that were two, like the Giants and the Dodgers. They've only been in two locations. In two cities, two cities. that's cities. right. That's right. That's right. And the, like in the Senators, like that Senators came to be the Twins. And then that's right. The next Senators 
became the the Rangers. Rangers? Yeah, but yep. once again, it was only two stops. Only two stops. That's correct. So, yeah, no. As, as soon as he mentioned Braves, I was like, oh, oh. that's got to be it. It <laughs> seems like those A's might be moving to Vegas, so they may be in four cities. Well, they have to <laughs> win again for the. Uh, yeah, that's you're right. Cities. That's that's probably not going to happen for a while. But we know when teams go to Vegas, they they tend to do pretty well the first couple of years. All right. Question number two. Four-time college champ, two-time professional champ, MVP each time. Okay, we'll check in. Okay, if Mice and Omas Man has checked in, one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. Talk it out. So, checks all the boxes for Brianna Stewart, 100%. Yeah. and I, Dep- I, But the only thing that I'm hung up on is which MVP is he talking about? Finals my, MVP? Or the MVP of the league? My guess, well, I would think it would be each time that makes it sound like it's of the championship. Okay. Cause that that would be Brianna Stewart. If it's MVP of the league, she's only got one. Well, they don't really call the college one MVP. No, I'm talking about for the WNBA. She only has one. She only right. had, no, no, she has one. No, that's what I'm saying. It says MVP each time. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out if it's each time the fi- MB or the WNBA finals or the WNBA league, like the league. Yeah, let's just go with it. Screw it. I, yeah. Go ahead. I don't have anybody in. else. Yep. Check in for Brianna Stewart. All right. Uh, if my Sonoma's men, what did you guys have? The first thing I think of for four, four-time college champ, any sport is Brianna Stewart. That's the first thing I think of. And I don't necessarily know if she has two championships. It's plausible because – um, the storm been pretty good, so it would make sense. And um, she's good enough that she would have won an MVP each of those times, I would think. Um, so we checked in with Brianna Stewart as well. Perfect. And points all the way around. Yeah, so she was uh, – a lot of people know this, but she was she won the championship at UConn four years in a row, and she was the mop each time. And then she has she won with Seattle in 18 and 20, and she was the MVP of the finals each time. It was – I couldn't – you know. Given given a finite number of syllables, I couldn't write MVP versus most outstanding player. But yeah, she was it basically of the finals each time was the MVP. So six championships and and six finals MVPs, if you will. Well done to both teams. Thank you for interpreting our syllables correctly. All yeah. right. Question number three. Least number of games reach 503 pointers. Same name as two spurs. Hmm. Same name as two Spurs. We can check in, Josh. <laughs> All right. One of us would rather have Kirk Cousins has checked in fairly quickly. And that leaves of mice and men to talk it out. Oh, no, that doesn't make sense. I, I'm very thrown off by I'm going to ignore the last part and try to think about the first two. Least number of games to reach 503 pointers. So, so it's modern, obviously. Um, yeah. Um, Initially, oh, I thought yeah. like Buddy Healed, but no, he doesn't have the same name as Two Spurs. Not that I know of, at least. It's not. Let's see who else. Right, it's going to be modern, obviously. Five hundred threes. If you're reaching it quickly, it's going to be in this era. It's, I know it's some. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I remember something about this, but yeah, um, it's not like a Duncan Robinson or something like that. Yes, it is because Tim Duncan and David oh. Robinson, Two Spurs. <laughs> oh, okay. Because yep. I, I, I knew he's been shooting a lot. That's why I was trying to think of guys are three-pointers now. That would yeah, make sense. Okay. That's definitely that, it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad I started naming random three-point <laughs> specialists in the NBA because it worked out. All right, David, we're going to check in with Duncan Robinson. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. One of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. What did you have? Um, yeah, no, it took me a second to realize that I, the dude from the Heat. I'm like, what's his last name? Robinson. And we'll go, what's his first name? Yeah, it's Duncan Robinson. Well done. Points to both teams. Basically, I, I loved that. I tried to poker face so much, but when you started saying, well, it's not going to be someone like Duncan Robinson. And then all of a sudden, Scott says, wait a minute. No, Duncan and Robinson. Yes, I was I was being a little bit too cute for my own good there. I, I prefer Duncan Hines, if, you know, just if we're asking. Duncan Perfect. Keith. <laughs> I do like hockey now, so maybe. Yeah, there you go. All right, question number four in our last sporting haiku. Only two siblings, both inducted in Springfield. Name the older one. Has to be, right? Has to be. Has to be, right? Has to be. It really has to be, seriously. Go with yeah. it. All right, Go we'll check it. in. All right, one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins has checked in of my Sonoma's men. Please talk it out. So I really didn't have any sort of track until one yeah. of them said she... And it, this bonehead. <laughs> then it made me think <laughs> Reggie and Cheryl Cheryl Miller because yeah, who else? Yeah, who else would it be? With I was worried I was going to do that on the, the other Brianna. Stewart you did. I you said did. She. You said she, but I but don't they, know. They were already. It, it seemed like they were already. <laughs> yeah. So we'll go ahead and take that as a. Yeah, I I didn't have much, so I'm I'm. But it makes sense that they're both in there. So the yeah, older one would be Cheryl. So David, we're right. going to check in with Cheryl Miller. All right. And one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. Cheryl Miller. And both teams are receiving points. Yeah, I thought I would trip it up a little bit because you say two siblings and people think I'm working with syllables and I obviously didn't say brothers. Um, but it is Cheryl and Reggie Miller, the only two siblings that have both been inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. And Cheryl is older um, by, I think, five years. Maybe I'm off a little bit. She was in the she was in the 83, 84 range, I think, was her. USC time and I think she's 84 and he's 89 or 88 80, something like that yeah, yeah yeah that's right um but well done to both teams so at the end of the first quarter one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins has 100 points and of mice and almost men has 110 points today's second quarter will be David versus Goliath David versus Goliath this quarter will consist of three pairs of questions, one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, the teams will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 25 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. David versus David. the bench warmers, yeah. <laughs> Question one of David versus Goliath. Most casual fans know that the Browns, Jaguars, Lions, and Texans are the only remaining franchises to never make the Super Bowl. Question one for David. I want you to tell me which team has made four Super Bowls but never led in any of them. Question one, Goliath. I want you to tell me the other two teams that have been to at least one Super Bowl but never held a lead. We're you checking confident in. With that? Yeah. We're good. yeah, we're going to check We're checking in. in. Okay, one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins has checked in of Mice and Almost Men. It's going to be about 30 seconds. All right. So we have, we have three. Goliath narrowed down to three, three that we feel like could be. Based on the list, the least likely, because they've been to multiple, that you think they might have had a lead in one of them, was to be the Panthers. The Panthers. If it was, I feel like it was probably the Patriots one, right? Yeah. I don't think they led. They got the destroyed they were, by, yeah. I mean, they, it was a low, it was 24 to 10. And I mean, and it's they like were, a game winning field goal in the Patriots game. So it's very conceivable that they, change leads during that game right 
whereas the Chargers, 55-10, and the Titans, I don't believe, ever led in that Rams game. They, I think they were, they were trying to tie it. So Right, I think they were playing from behind the whole time. They might have been tied at some point, you know, but I don't think uh, yeah. that, I don't. I, 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 of the three, I'd say we go Chargers-Titans. I probably yeah, feel a little bit better about those. Odds are for Panthers, maybe they led in one out of the two because they, they have more games to lead in. You know? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay, we're going to go Goliath, Chargers, and Titans. All right. And one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. We checked in with the same thing. Both teams are receiving Goliath points. I am thoroughly impressed that you guys can reason this stuff out. I mean, remembering that. But yes, you're right. And you're right about uh, since since uh, Scott and Mason were talking about uh, the Panthers, it was in the Panthers-Patriots Super Bowl. I think they briefly had a lead. I think it was by one. And then the Patriots came back and scored a touchdown and maybe even converted for two to go up seven. Um, but they did they did have a lead. It didn't last long. But yes, the correct answer is the Chargers and the Titans. Well done, everyone. It's okay. a good David question. Yeah, I it took some research and to remind myself whether it was actually true, but yes. And oh, I didn't mention, but the David answer, of course, was Josh. Sorry, I, I didn't. I was I'm only alive to, for one of them, I think. So, I'm trying, and I was I'm, like two. So yeah. it was the Vikings. It was the Vikings. That is true. All right. Question number two. Many players have accomplished the 30-30, 30 home runs, 30 steals, and even fewer have accomplished the 40-40. Only two players in history have accomplished 20-80, 20 home runs, 80 steals. For David, I want you to tell me what Hall of Famer is the only person to reach 20-80 in the American League, doing so in two consecutive years, 1985 and 1986. For Goliath, I want you to tell me who is the only person to reach 20-80 in the National League, doing so one of the same years as our David answer. This is the new Eid handicap. He has to play with a baby in his lap. Doesn't seem <laughs> to be hurting him. <laughs> Not enough of a handicap. Not enough. So we're, we're it's, it's, get, it's getting that way, though, because he's it's, moving a lot. Is, is, this, yeah. is this episode titled Three Men and Eid, Baby? <laughs> <laughs> Writing that down. We're, uh, we're checked in, by the way. David. All right. Thank you. Uh, one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins is checked in of Mice and Omus Men. You have about two and a half minutes to talk this out. So not many guys stole 80. Right. And this is going to be in the mid 80s. Right. So I mean, it's got to be cover one of those years at least. Yeah. Um, so for the NL, throwing up Tim Raines. I mentioned Vince Coleman just to think of the number. But I, neither of those guys, I don't, 20 is kind of. 20 seems it. like, a. that's what I'm saying. 20 seems like a lot for both of them. For Especially either Vince of them. Coleman. But Vince Coleman, I feel like that's a, that's a big number. I think Reigns maybe had a little bit more pop. Yeah, but I still, I mean, but at the same time, I remember Tim Raines in the '90s when he was obviously a little bit older and had even less power. So maybe I'm thinking he didn't have a lot, but maybe earlier on, he might have more. Yeah, he, he might have had some more pop. And I mean, '85, '86 is the right time frame for both of those guys, right? I mean, I think Vince Coleman might have been a little early. I was thinking too because '85 I, wasn't Willie McGee the big steals guy for the Cardinals. I think I feel like around that time. Yeah, I'm trying to go through teams and see if anything's. Yeah, I'm just thinking of other guys who, I mean, Tony Gwynn was really good stolen baseman when he first came up, but not, I don't think 80. Like, he, no. he, you know, he could get his steals, but. That's a that's a big number. That's, a big right. number. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like Bonds, no, not that early. And not 80. 80 is a lot. Man. Like, not a lot of guys get there. Well, I mean, no one does anymore, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then. You're lucky if the lead leader gets halfway there. <laughs> yeah. But in general, like 80, even back then, you know, when it was prevalent, it, that wasn't easy to do. 
if I think we're probably between Reigns and Coleman, I'd lean a little bit towards Reigns, but I don't, I don't feel that strongly either way. Do we want to play it safe? Do you want to maybe take the points on the, if, I mean, we might be missing someone completely that we're just not even like. True, right, true. Whereas we feel pretty confident it's Ricky Henderson. Yeah, I would, I would think, it, yeah, I think it has to be. Yeah, I know. He hit a lot of leadoff home- 80. He hit 20 leadoff homers that year, probably. Yeah. I was leading towards Heavy Johnson for the goat or the uh, David, but. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if I'd hate to lose our narrow lead, but I, I think I it's better to play. Yeah, it's better to have points here, to play I'm, with later on. Yeah, so I yeah I think I think probably should just go David take take the twenty hopefully and yeah I'm good with that. Let's see another question. Yeah, we're gonna check in with uh, the David answer of Ricky Henderson. All right, and one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. I think it's probably good you did that because uh, Eden and I came up with the same name. Uh, if you think Reds in the mid '80s, they had a particular guy who had uh, some speed and a little bit of pop. And that's Eric Davis. I, you know, I, I thought him in my mind quickly, but I was like, 80 seemed like a lot for him. I, I, he didn't have a lot of years where he was necessarily up that high, but I think yeah. that was still early in his career. So oh, yeah. Was Very early. So uh, we checked in with Goliath with Eric Davis. Both teams are receiving points. Uh, yeah, Eric Davis was one of my favorite players. I, I just loved watching that guy. And he had some incredible numbers, but he just he had more injuries towards the end of his career. But I mean, in 86, he was 27-80. So he actually almost did 30-80. In, 80, in 87, the following year, he was 37-50. So he very nearly became the first guy that went 40-40. And in the same year, he had 100 RBIs and 120 runs. I mean, the guy, he was, he was pretty amazing. And I actually was looking this up to remind myself because in that year that he was 37 home runs, hundred ribbies, uh, 50 steals and 120 runs, he still only finished ninth in the MVP voting. And I'm trying to figure out how that's even possible. I mean, seems like something was, was fishy oh. there, but I, I was a big fan of Eric Davis. Um, yeah, he was, he was good. Uh, he was fun a to lot watch. of his baseball cards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It was awesome. Reds were like the first team I when I moved to Buffalo and you, you play little league baseball. It was I was on the Reds like three years in a row, so I gravitated to them late '80s. So he was the first name that popped in my head. I, I knew he had a huge like stretch there. Yeah, yeah, and '80 steals. I mean, everybody was right about this. That used to be not as many. Oh, and just because you mentioned these other guys, Vince Coleman had. I don't. I he probably did have twenty career home runs, but not many more. <laughs> right. I right. think. I think Vince Coleman was in the twenty-five to thirty career home runs. I'd have to look it yeah. up. Tim Raines had a lot more pop, but it, he's one of these guys who like sort of started to slow down, but hit for more power. I think he probably didn't never. He never had twenty career home runs, twenty uh, home runs home in a run. season. But I, yeah. I think he probably had. I think he probably had something in the fifteen to twenty range, though. But so when he started um, hitting for more power, did his head like? explode in size or did he just like stay the i mean he did go to the yankees in, in the late 90s there and started hitting home runs it was weird mm. all, all true right. i'm looking up vince coleman here i want to see what his i'm gonna guess 20 career 25 25 career home runs for yeah. vince coleman that's where i'm putting him oh you're only three shy 28 nope. career yeah the question uh, the, the question he had was a six the, the question with Vince Coleman was 28, 28 career home runs and probably half of them were inside the Parkers, <laughs> right? So because that guy was so fast around the bases. Anyway, all right. So uh, our last David and Goliath, I'm going to call this one punching your ticket to the NBA draft. So for David, the puncher, in 2005, this future 11-time NBA All-Star and likely first ballot Hall of Famer punched a rival player in the groin on the last game of his regular mm-hmm. season college career and was suspended for the first round of the ACC tournament. He would still go on to be the number five pick of the 2005 first round. 
for Goliath, the punchy. Name the player who he punched. The player would go on to be the number 20 pick in the first round of the 2005 draft, but only play 23 games in the NBA. However, he did play professionally for approximately 15 teams in five continents in leagues in Italy, Australia, Venezuela, China, Vietnam, France, and Canada. And I don't know if that's a record or not, but I just love the fact that when I looked this up, I was like, holy crap, he played in five continents. But anyway, there's your David and Goliath, the puncher and the punchy. I'm sorry to do this to you. He was the number four. The, the David was actually, not no, this changed his thing, but the David was actually the number four pick. You know what? Now, now that he says it, I'm like, yeah, because that first name was not... The not, not, an, uh, not an 11-time. He's not an... I'm glad. Oh, you know yeah, 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 that, yeah, that yeah, name, yeah. I didn't read the question. Um, I, I should have told you to read the question. I didn't read the question. When I threw that name out, you're like, yeah, that's great. That's, well, that's we're good. I'm all yeah. <laughs> First well, ballot Hall of Famer. All right. Cool. No, because when you said this, I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. maybe I'm off. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if that's the case, I don't think we go anywhere near the client. Yeah, we're going to check in, David. This is all right. One of us would, one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins uh, is checking in. So if my sonoma's man, you guys have about 25 seconds. Okay. Pretty yes. sure David is Chris Paul. Or it's not Raymond Felton. I'm positive it's not Raymond Felton. <laughs> 11-time All-Star first battle Hall of Famer, Raymond Felton. Um, and he was, Chris Paul was like a kind of a dirty player in college. So ACC schools, ACC players at the time in the first round, like I said, the four UNC guys went in 05, all before 20. I, like I said, I threw out Reese Gaines, but I wasn't Louisville was in Conference USA still, I think. Yeah, they, I don't think they were, in, they were in the ACC at the time, right? So they, yeah, right. So that's out. I think this might be Julius Hodge from NC State. He went in the first round to the Nuggets. It's right around that time. But Nuggets it, would have been picking around 20 because they were getting good with Carmelo. Like, it's up to you. We can take a risk or we can play it safe again and take the points. So, I, I mean, I don't know for sure. They sound like they're going David, but I, they may be fooling us here. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, <laughs> right. That's true. I, it's, so, it's, so, I'm going to be upset if it is Julius Hodge, so but I, I'm it. not confident in like, it matches up really well. Um, dude was balding in college. It was weird. I remember, like, <laughs> it was that weird. Him, that makes him groin punchable. No, I'm just Maybe. saying. I remember oh, him as a player I because, like, I remember that definitive characteristic of him in college. I'm just saying. I remember who he even is. Senior year in high school, the kid's locker that was next to mine balding already. I wanted to punch him. <laughs> Like who? Who's balding in their right? junior senior year? Come on, <laughs> balding then, at sixteen. I mean, is that and, like, and, who, his fault? and then who bullies that poor kid? Is what I'm. I didn't. Bull- I wanted to punch him. I oh, couldn't. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I just right, gave him like a like, dirty look every four and a half minutes because I'm like, dude, get away from me. Not everybody has beautiful flowing locks like you do. All right. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Exactly. All right. Oh, co- need- sometimes it's quaffed his hair I- like it's. All right, enough stalling. I'm going to need an answer here. What What do you want to do, Mason? I mean, if you, if you think it fits, it might I be mean, a chance to gain some points. Sure, here. it fits, but there's probably a bunch of other ACC players at that time too. That you know, it could be. I if they're if we think they're going, David, I'm fine with us going, David, just so we don't get too far behind going into a week round, which is halftime for us. So well, I mean, it's week for me. It'll be fine. It, it might be week oh. for us. Okay, I, I mean, I'm fine with going for it, but if you want to take it safe, that's fine. We're going to play it safe and say David, Chris Paul, 
And you may hear a noise from me if Goliath is indeed Julius Hodge. But we're going David Chris Paul. All right. And one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. So before I let Eid answer, I'm just going to say, apparently, as a host, I remind him to read questions. But as a teammate, I don't remind him to read questions. I, I need not. to remind him because I didn't read the question. <laughs> When it's it was ages, like, well, it, was, it was so far back up. I was like, you know, we're like trying to figure out the number five. You came in with, I, I think Raymond Felton was the fifth. Oh yeah, yeah, no, oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, he uh, he certainly was uh, not an eleven-time All Star. He's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, he's not going to be a Hall of Famer at all. So. In my heart, he is. <laughs> um. So yeah, go ahead. Give, oh, give. Scott. Sorry. Is, it, is it Julius Hodge? Well, as soon as you said that name, I'm like, holy, sh- it's Julius Hodge. <laughs> I didn't have access to that part of my brain until you kicked it open. So thank you for that. But anyway, yeah, we checked in with a uh, 11 time all star um, first ballot Hall of Famer um, Rashad McCants. No, uh, Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, Balding so me- Julius Hodge. Damn it. Oh, let man. me let me break this down for you. So so first of all, uh, in our thinking time, I, I actually corrected. It was the number four pick of the 2005 draft. I Gave off the wrong clue. Number five was, in fact, Raymond Felton. But number four was Chris Paul. And the hint there was once you got to the David, if you know a little bit about ACC, Duke and UNC always play their last game against each other. Wake Forest most seasons plays their last game against NC State. And so I purposely put in that it was in the last game of the regular season because Wake was playing NC State and Chris Paul just absolutely. I mean, it's caught on camera. I don't know why he thought it wouldn't be. But he absolutely punched Julius I, Hodge. I just don't think he cared. Maybe. Well, he ended up getting suspended, as I mentioned, for the first round of the ACC tournament, and obviously it didn't hurt his. It draft really stock. killed his draft stock. Right. It's... It didn't. It didn't hurt his draft stock. So that's the anyway. reason they took Darren Williams over him. Well, David, think... I'd just like to ask you: Who cares about uh, Wake Forest and NC State when it comes to basketball? Listen really? here. Uh, well, I mean, every once in a while. I mean, other than Chris... alumnus. Alu- you know, alumni yeah. from those schools. So sorry if I'm being rude to you, but yeah. no, 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 it's not. I mean, first of all, every once in a while you get a Chris Paul or Tim Duncan and things get you tell bad. that to Lorenzo right. Charles, right? Or, or right. When Jim Valvano was there, they won both NC States, won multiple NCAA championships, although not since 1983. I, um, I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a super interesting dynamic in the triangle anyway. And I, I won't, I won't mat this and, and bore you to tears, but I'll just tell you real quickly, UNC and Duke, if you ask them would say their biggest rival, of course, is the other one. But NC State is sort of the, the stepchild, right? So you ask them who their biggest rival is, they'll always say North Carolina. They'll never say Duke. They don't really care. Yeah. But it's funny when you say your biggest rival is somebody that doesn't even give you the time of day. So that's it's, that's that's how it was with the uh, the Bills and Patriots when Brady was there. It was just always like <laughs> the, the Bills are like, who's your biggest rival? The Patriots. Patriots and the Patriots right. like, no. Patriots are like, uh, Peyton Manning. Like, who, like, I was say maybe the maybe the Jets if we have to pick a division. I, I figured. <laughs> right. I figured his theirs would be whoever we're playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Like somebody maybe, in the maybe, NFC. That's maybe our, the Colts for a while there in the playoffs, but <laughs> no, exactly. maybe. this this whole Chris Paul thing. Does State Farm know about this? Because I feel like this needs to be rehashed. Well, the, like this. The, it's fine because they 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 care about Cliff more than they do Chris. So they're, they're well, fine. if Chris is punching people in the groin, Cliff's <laughs> Cliff. What? What do you mean? Chris is punching people in the in the groin, and then Cliff is making claims to get money. Yeah, yeah. People get punched in the groin. That's that's the way it would probably go. All right. So at the end of our second quarter, we have of mice and men. 
210 points. And one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins at 225 points. Still a very okay, close hold game. On. Now I'm confused. So State Farm covers junk punches? <laughs> so that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. Okay, it's time for another pre- and post-game-inspired halftime. And in the spirit of a real halftime, each of these answers is going to include a song that was performed at a Super Bowl halftime. And for each of those, I will give you only the Super Bowl number and the artist. The remaining piece will be a regular sports answer. So for example, if I said, after being the fifth overall pick in the Major League Draft in 1994, he managed 26 total at-bats over three years in the Major Leagues before going back to college and being drafted in the sixth round by the Seattle Seahawks, and Destiny's Child, Super Bowl 47, you would know that the answer would be Josh Bootylicious. All right, here we go. Question one of halftime. In sync in Super Bowl 35, and timed as the fastest player around the bases in the majors, this outfielder, who has averaged 70 games per season in his career, signed a seven-year extension in November for the AL Central team that is the only team for whom he has played. Oh, yeah, there you go. We're going to check in. All oh, right. I know it is. I know it is. Uh, one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins has checked in of Mice and Almost Men. Please uh, talk it out. It is. That's it. I'll tell you what it is. It's bye-bye Byron Buxton. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Too much Minnesota. And that's why Josh would have got it very quickly. 70 yeah. games in his career. Yeah, makes a lot of Game sense. it, Josh. No, I mean, I hey, we already had right bye, bye, bye. We already had bye, bye, bye. I was so. working with it's going to be me, so I was not uh, I, mean, I, was, I was like, no strings attached. Attached. <laughs> Lance Bass asked. Oh, hold on. Wait. Um. All right. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to check him with bye-bye. Sorry, I bye, 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 <laughs> All right. And one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. By the way, I actually didn't have it right away because I couldn't remember his name off the top of my head. That's why I said my first thing to him was to Eric was twin center fielder. I couldn't think Corey of his Hunter? name. No, and then and then immediately after I sent it, I was like, oh, it's bye bye Byron Buxton. Josh only remembers twins players that play 80 games a season. Uh, I mean at least I half. Hope, I hope. He at least averages 120 moving forward. If they ever play baseball. Again. Oh, that's wishful thinking. Uh, All right. But, uh, yeah. So bye-bye Byron Buxton. And both teams are receiving points. Well done. Bye-bye Byron Buxton. You see, and that was easier than Josh Bootylicious. Okay. <laughs> Question two. Bruno Mars in Super Bowl 50. And in 2012, he became the first pitcher in history to pitch consecutive 12-plus strikeout one hitters en route to being the first knuckleballer in history to win the Cy Young. We can check in. Of Mice and Almost Men has checked in, uh, and one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. Please talk it out. Is it Uptown <laughs> Funk? I'm curious, actually, to know Eve's thoughts on Bruno Mars, but that'll be for a different podcast at a different time. He, he is the poor man's Michael Jackson. Yeah, You're a big fan of Gene Hernandez? First knuckleballer in history to win I'm Being so Cy selfish, Young. Gene. It's, this ball. is a new, a new technique. They're distracting Eid while he's supposed to be yeah. talking this out. Hold on. Let first me read this question. Three to pitch consecutive 12 plus strikeout oh, one hitters. First knuckleballer. Funk. Funky, funky Cole Medina. Okay. That, or, well, I mean, 
that's not the only song he has. This is obviously backup running back for the Rams, Jake Funk. Oh. Is there an Evan who was a knuckleballer who won a... Evan? Locked out of heaven. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was Uptown Funk. That was because he wasn't even headlining. That was Coldplay. So they wouldn't have done a bunch of Bruno Mars songs. They probably played the crap out of Uptown Funk. So it's Uptown Funkle Fester. Isn't there a guy like Funkle Funkle Robinson? I've never give me a give me an old I that goes with funk? I don't know. Didn't R.A. Dickey win a Cy Young? R.A. What are other Bruno Mars songs? Uh, Grenade. <laughs> Is that a song? I feel like it's a song. Grenader, yeah. comma, Ralph. <laughs> Dude, I, I got... I mean, Eric's impressed me with the with this Bruno Mars song. Bruno Mars. You know his... Uh, R.A. Dickey. Song. So I'm going to tell you. He, this song was also performed at Super Bowl 48. You don't have to tell them what? No. things. What are you doing? No. What are you doing? Why? That opens no. up so many gonna, options. It's not going to help them. It's yes, not gonna it is. Them. It's going to throw might. them off. All now right, they're going right. to get off of Uptown Funk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already off of Uptown Funk with R.A. Dickey. Just, ju- just the way you R.A. Dickey. Lock it in. All right. <laughs> Lock it, it up, you mean. It sounds like one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins has checked in of Mice and Almost Men. What would you guys have? Yeah, um, you knew this I, immediately at the same yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, um, I think an alternative answer that would be go be uh, if we're talking about another um, pitcher would be nothing on you, Darvish. Um, if you yeah. want to go in the same route, um, but yeah, we checked in with just the way you are a dicky, just the way you are a dicky. I just couldn't pass up. So, uh, all right, well done, everybody. I don't think the hint really helped. Question three is it? I'm gonna, it didn't. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Question three. This last one is a triple, and. It has two possible answers, so you only need to give one. All right. And we give both for bonus no. for secret no, bonus points. I don't give secret points. David hates you know this. What about I don't know why put secret points. in front of all of them. No, everybody knows about it. <laughs> what, about, what about public bonus points? All right, points? here we go. So it, it is a triple and it has two possible answers. Michael Jackson in Super Bowl 27. And one of the best names in NBA history. He played from 1975 to 1988 finishing second in the league in scoring in both 1979 and 1980 behind George Gervin and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in Super Bowl 42. I got it, Mason. That's yes. It. We're oh checked my. in. Oh, yes. Uh, so of my son's man is checked in. One of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. You can now talk it out. So my guess minutes. is that the middle, oh, I got the second, the middle to the end. I think it's going to be world be free fall and would be the second half. Well, then it's heal the world. Huh? Heal the world, be free, fallen. The other possible would be we are the world, be free, fallen. I'll go all day with Michael Jackson songs. Billy Jean King. So so which one do you want to go with for the for it? What was the you go? You say it. You, it's, you answer. Is, who's the who's the guy? World be free. World be free. So we can go. Let's what's the better song? We are the world or heal the world. You know, we're gonna go with heal the world be free. Fallen. <laughs> All right. Hundred points. <laughs> so, of mice and almost men, what did you guys have? I, I had this before you finished even reading the the question. I, Michael Jackson songs. I can go all day, um, and I'm glad they went with heel because the one I typed to Mason was "We are the." But yeah, either one works. Um, it's we'll say we are the world be free fallen. 
Both teams are receiving points. Heal the world, be free fallen, or we are the world, be free fallen. Yeah, I had actually written it as heal the world, but when I played this with Walling, he immediately told me we are the world, be free fallen. I said, shoot, never written a pre and post game with two different answers, but uh, yes. So you played well both done. of those songs at that Super Bowl? At that Super Bowl. Yeah, yes, at he that did. Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. He had a children's choir with him. It yep. was amazing. After halftime, we have scores of one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins with 300 points. And of mice and Omas men has 285 points. If only they didn't get that Bruno Mars, David helping him out there. With the big, big hint that gave it all away. <laughs> We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. All right. Today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one of the missing link. In the NFL, who has more passing yards than any other quarterback who has only played for one team? We're going to check in. All right. One of us would rather have Kirk Cousins has checked in. My Sonoma's men. Talk it out. So... I think it's between Matt Ryan or Dan Marino. And I'm going to say they both have more than Big Ben, right? No. I think Big Ben. You think it's Big Ben? When you said Big Ben, I think that's – I think he's – he might be top five now or close to it, right? That's awful. (laughs) I think think he's top five or close. I I think he – it's so hard to like keep track because it flip flops so much now. Ryan like, and Marino, I think, are close to each other. Ben's yeah. not too far. I think he's ahead. I mean, I it would make sense. It would make sense for Ben to have. I mean, he's got four years on on Matt Ryan. I mean, give her obviously he's missed some time, but still with four plus seasons, yeah, one would think that he probably has a little bit more. I'm fine yeah. with going with Roethlisberger. I, I think. Because I, I remember something, I think it might have been during a playoff game or something. They were talking about him being up there, and I, I, I want to say maybe is either fifth or sixth. Like I know he's up there, so because it was this season that kind of pushed him over. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm good with so, it. Okay, we're gonna check in with Ben Roethlisberger. All right, and one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah. So it's was it the top four? Everybody knows, and then five. I think he got it after this year. So we went with, uh, which was Rivers, but now it's Ben Roethlisberger. That is correct. So uh, everybody gets points on that. And top five are Brady, Breeze, Manning, Favre, and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, seven is Marino, and eight is actually Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan could conceivably catch Roethlisberger, but it would take a little bit. And of course, you can't switch teams, or he would be disqualified from the list. But yes, and switch teams. Well, I mean, it's a good it's a good way to 
it's like we were talking about in that in, in, in a game, some number of games ago, I can't even remember when we were saying somebody asked a question about who has the record for most number of, of what was it, most number of rushes without a fumble. Oh yeah. And 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 or who was on that list and then it was but basically like one fumble and he's you know he goes Yeah, that was the question I wrote about yeah. Philip Lindsay. Yeah, that's was, right. Yeah, that's that that, oh, was your question, Mason. Yeah, oh, Pey- you Peyton Lindsay. Yeah. Yep. So Aaron right. Rodgers could move up the list, but he's probably not going to be on one team after this year. That's correct. That's true. I'm right. kind of hoping he's on no team after this year. Oh. I'd be All fine right. with that too. FTG. So the theme, yeah, exactly. The theme linked answers thus far. Ben Roethlisberger. Question number 2. During his 2014 NFL Hall of Fame induction speech, this ex-player said, quote, now the Hall of Fame has a complete team. We'll check in. All right. One of us would rather have Kirk Cousins has checked in of Mice and Oma's men. Talk it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, what would complete the team, right? Probably punter because. Every other position has been in right, at least like, once. Even, even fullbacks. So. Yeah. And kickers. Yeah. So I thought punter, you think Ray Guy, which I do remember. He's the only one that would be in. And around that time, right? Like, And I'm, I'm pretty sure he was inducted around that time. I, I yep. remember that being a thing. I'm um, good with it. So, yeah, we're going to check in Ray Guy. All right. And one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. Oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. We, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is where we answer? I'm new yes. here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he doesn't have the kid with him. He has no idea what's going on right now. That's right. Uh, we checked in with uh, uh, Ray Guy. That is correct. Both teams are receiving points. Uh, yeah, and so he was the first full-time punter, I guess, that was that was inducted. And I guess it took a while because I when, when did Ray Guy retire? It must have been seventies, oh. late seventies, yeah, eighties. I mean, it was yeah. I mean, he was playing when I was a kid. So there you go. Oh, That's so a long 40s. time ago, right? So nineteen yeah. forties, exactly. All right. Question number three. Oh, sorry. Before I do that, I that's right. The theme blinks answers thus far. Oh, ben there's, there's links. <laughs> the theme blinks answers thus far. Ben Roethlisberger and Ray Guy. Question number three. As of 2021, the auto manufacturer that produces cars for Gaunt Brothers Racing, MBM Motorsports, and Joe Gibbs Racing. All right. We're going to check in. All right. One of us would rather have Kirk Cousins has checked in. My synonymous men. This is going to be entertaining. You want to talk it out? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would imagine this is between Chevy and Ford. They seem to be the, especially in like in auto racing. Yeah, I don't know who Gaunt Brothers is. I don't know who MBM nope. Motorsports is. Nope. I know Joe Gibbs. Right, that, right. Yeah, that's the name I recognize in this list. Why would he mention those names? Just because this thing, manuf- this company manufactures cars that's for cars. them. I mean, yeah. but I, I just feel like it's a bunch of random names. But do they say. manufacture cars for the double stopped racing league? Ooh. I'm question. not an Oreo guy, but I just had birthday cake Oreos for the first time. Changed my life. Hmm. I haven't had them. Chevy or Ford. Ford probably makes more sense for a missing link. I feel like that may be my only way of attacking this because that's that's why I think that was the first one I sent because that would yeah. make the most sense for a theme. But I any other yeah, car I mean, brands we can think of that might. I mean, I feel like Honda, for auto Nissan, racing, I feel like, I, mean, I, yeah, I, I feel like they stick with like Chevy, Ford. I don't even think like Toyota. I think they really just go with the, you know, like the the big ones, which would be like Ford and Chevy. Okay, so do you want to go Ford? Just yeah, the... I think Ford gives us more options. Okay, we're gonna check in Ford. 
All right. And uh, one, one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. What did you check in with? I don't know for certain, but uh, there is another one that is getting much more involved in racing and that is Toyota. So are they? Oh, good for them. Um, I like, Cor- I like Corollas. We're, we're checking, <laughs> we're checking in with Toyota. And one team is receiving points and the correct answer is Toyota. Um, I, 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 I looked this up. I probably should have had more flavor text around this. I know nothing about auto racing. I think they actually, I, I was confused because I think Joe Gibbs racing uses the Camry engine or something like that. I was just having all these visions of the kind of people I know who drive Camrys. And that's where I sort of stopped doing my research. So anyway, uh, our theme link answers thus far are Ben Roethlisberger, Ray Guy, and Toyota. Question number four. The only player this century to win the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year and the AP NFL Defensive Player of the Year in his first two seasons also became the youngest player to ever win the Defensive Player of the Year. We're going to check in. Uh, one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins is checked in of Mice and Omas Men. Talk it out. All right. where How are you with your DPOYs as far as like that list? I can I can name some names off. I'm going off of the Rookie of the Year because I feel like I can remember that better. But Okay. So maybe we can do some crossover here. Yeah. So it, I'll start. it's not it's it's rare that a, a defensive back wins. Right. I mean, so, the only so one I can think is, of is like Marshawn Lattimore, but it's not him. Right. I'm or, thinking this is the front seven. Yeah. So uh player. Okay. So Von Miller Ooh. won a rookie of the year. I think he has a DPOI. But is it that early in his career? Mm, maybe. Um let's see. Going through that list in my head. Yeah, Von Miller's a that is a good one. Aaron Donald, he won Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I it's like that possible. one too. Yeah. That's kind of I'm trying to think if he was won it that early. He, he might. Won. He he definitely might have right because JJ Watt. I don't think he was a D Roy. Nope. Luke Keekley. Oh yeah, could be Luke Keekley. He won. He won one. Honestly, yeah, Toyota and Keekley go together so well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a real um, theme right there. It gives it away automatically. Uh, I, I, yeah, I have no idea. Um, I do kind of like, I do like Keekley as an answer though, because he won, he did, he won the DPOY. Did he win it the year they went to the Super Bowl? Maybe. Oh, when was he drafted? Like 2012 ish? 2012, 2013. Yeah. Because he, he retired right. a couple years ago and he played for seven years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that would, that would be about right. Um, they went to Super Bowl in 2015 season, so it would have been before that, and he would have won it um, if he if it's if it fits. Uh, I'm just so thrown off by Toyota that I can't even like. Do we think of any, can any of these normal. names? Like, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to, you know, say well, too I've, much. Yeah, I, I mean, here, I'll, I'll type that to you. I mean, but again, I don't really. So how does that fit with? <laughs> with Toyota, nothing Toyota. fits with Toyota unless the other answers were other car brands. John Honda, question five. You don't remember and... the Roethlisberger car brand? No, that was I my don't. first car actually. A Guy Motors. Guy. <laughs> I brought yeah, you, from you, guy. Have about, you have about thirty more seconds. I owned a Chevy Roethlisberger when I was eighteen. <laughs> All right, so I I, actually, I think I kind of like Keekly actually. You want to go with that? Yeah, I like that. All right, we'll check in Luke Keekley. All right, uh, and one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. What did you guys have? Uh, Josh sent over Luke Keekley, and as soon as he sent it, I knew he won Rookie of the Year and, or Defensive Rookie of the Year and then Defensive Player of the Year, so we went with Keekley. 
Both teams are receiving points. And Luke Keekley is actually only the second person to win NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year and then follow that up the year after with NFL Defensive Player of the Year. But the first one was anybody? Lawrence Wait, Taylor. Not, it was Lawrence Taylor. Very LT. good. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, but our correct answer for this one is Luke Keekley. So to happen the, a third time, Michael Parsons is going to do it next yeah, year. Could could be. I wouldn't be surprised. Our Michael linked answers. Mean? Yes, Michael yes, Parsons. Michael, Michael, Parsons yes. Michael, exactly. The theme linked answers thus far are Ben Roethlisberger, Ray Guy, Toyota, and Luke Keekley. I am going to pause and give teams a chance yeah, to think. Please do. <laughs> what the hell is this? Car brands don't have genders, do they? <laughs> Oh yeah, is it are these all yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to go buy a Dodge Keekly. Uh, oh. Yeah, that doesn't sound half bad. Sounds more like a Kia, actually. It's a Volkswagen guy. Kia Keekly. A Kia Keekly. It's oh the hatchback. <laughs> no no neck space. It'll only uh work well for fifty thousand. Still doesn't miles. answer what Toyota has to do with that. <laughs> Yeah, but it's going to be the best 50,000 miles. Of That's year, right. right. <laughs> well, it might give you a few concussions, but, you know, depends on how you drive it. I, uh, the Kia Kikli. That's great. I'm going to move on to question five. Originally drafted in the third round by the Rams, he would never play a game, but would go on to be a 13-time world champion with this name in pro wrestling. We can check in. <laughs> Uh, one of us would rather have Kurt Kizen, Kurt Cousins, uh, has has checked in of Mice and Oma's men. Can't imagine this is going to take long. Yeah, Scott. Scott, go ahead and tell I, me. I, I I need to see it. I I was only half listening because I'm still stuck on Toyota. <laughs> a 13 time world champion. That was a, a a Rams drafted by the Rams. So Ric Flair's got 16. Cena's got 16. Wasn't James uh, Laurinaitis his dad? Or... Yeah, but he wasn't a 13-time world champion. Okay, I was just thinking of. I'm trying to think in the. He would. I would imagine he would say tag team champion if he was talking about. Okay. Laurinaitis. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm just. I'm. Um, I have no idea. 13-time world champion, Randy Orton. This is a third-round draft pick. This guy's got to be decent in football to be that drafted that high. Don't, yeah, not if you're not if you're a Viking. You don't see the field if you're a third round draft pick. <laughs> they had three of them this year, and none of them played. So, well, he was drafted by the Vikings, so he probably played. Maybe, but he didn't. All right, he was he drafted by played. the Rams. Mike yeah. Zimmer wasn't his coach, so Rams don't have third round draft picks. They usually trade. Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this first, is we know this is back in the day. Yeah. Um. Right, wow, thirteen time world champ Triple H was definitely not drafted by the Rams. Um, I assume this is all like actual world champion and not like secondary champion, the intercontinental world champion. Like, I don't think it's like that. Wow. 13. I don't know. Hulk Hogan doesn't even have that many. Yeah. I got pretty much nothing. So any name that you will say, I will be perfectly fine with because I don't even have a theme to work off of. And we don't have a time frame for this either. Just draft the third round. I think this is older because if it wasn't, I feel like I would have had it right away. Like it's not like Bill Goldberg. I am stumped on this. 
And it's not like we have a theme to help us get to the right. name we that we Toyota need. Toyota and Keekly, we just don't, we can't put those together. It's not Vader, even though that sounds like it'd be a dope ass car too. So I, I have no idea. Should we say uh, Nissan? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the, noted wrestling champion drafted in the third Nissan. round. Nissan. <laughs> Uh, all Japan pro wrestling. Maybe. It's got an engine on him. I'm telling you, the motor right. is high. And that that player, that's why he's driving third round. There you go. You yeah, you didn't say what pro wrestling, so it could have been the it, right. I know that's what's throwing me. Like this could be a 13 time sumo wrestling. That's pro. So, yep, I have no idea on this. Yeah, this could be John Honda. That sounds like it would be a crappy wrestler. Piston Honda, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. He <laughs> gets it. I I don't, so it's fine. It's old enough school video game. <laughs> I, I I got nothing. I should know this. Thirteen championships is that's a lot in any sport. It's in it's, general, it's too many, but I I can't think of any other guys that have gotten there that aren't the recent ones that I named. Let's say Hulk Hogan, because why not? We're gonna check yeah, him. With- oh. Yeah. I was going to say, because it says with this name in pro wrestling indicates it's not his real name. So yeah, I'm exactly. fine. Yeah. Uh, sure. Sure. Hulk Hogan third round by the Rams. Sure. Let's go. Let's check in. We're going to check in with Hulk Hogan. All right. And one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. What did you guys have? I don't think the 13 are with like WWE, WCW. I think it kind of spans because he went around the world literally, I believe. Um, but it's the it's the late Leon Allen White, better known as Is it Vader thirteen? That's awful. All right. Uh the correct answer is Vader, or I would have accepted obviously Big Van Vader or Van Vader, any any of you couldn't have given a boy meets world clue. (laughs) Frankie (laughs) Stacchino. It's not halftime. Okay. So the theme linked answers are Ben Roethlisberger, Ray Guy, Toyota, Luke Keekly. And Vader. I'm going to pause now. That does sound better. Dodge Vader. Right now. And Vader. Ooh, that does sound good. So I'm going to pause now to give teams a chance to think about the missing link. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously that gives it away. Yeah. Toyota gives it away. I don't know what that means. We're we're checked in. If you guys want to. Oh, all right. Yeah, they are checked in. I'm sorry, I oh, should have said okay. that so you could talk out loud. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um, so sorry. Go ahead. I I said after Toyota, <laughs> this could be Star Wars. I don't know anything about Star Wars. Me either. I've never watched Star Wars. I don't watch The Mandalorian. I don't know anything. I didn't even watch the stupid animated one that came out in 08 when I worked at the movie theater and got free movies. It's the only movie I didn't see for free. I saw Meet Dave with Eddie Murphy, but I didn't see the <laughs> Star good Wars movie. cartoon. Um, but I mean, Vader, I know there's the girls, Daisy Ridley is Ray and Luke, obviously. So three of the five fit. Yeah. And they knowledge. drive a Toyota Corolla around the universe. So then that must Toyota's be- probably one of those weird robots or something. Yeah. Obi-Wan Toyota. That's his uh, twin. No, R2 Toyota. Um, but yeah, so I don't know how specific we have to be. Cause again, I don't know anything about it except right. for that in my long list of missing links to use, I have star Wars as one of them. So I that wouldn't have. So uh, but we're gonna Star Wars, and then yeah. if he wants us to be more specific, then 
will make a very wild guess at it. We're yes, we're going to check in with Star Wars. Okay, and the other team checked in right about the fourth when the fourth question came out. So somewhere in there, and what did you guys yeah. have? So yeah. I'll, let me let me. I'll, uh, it's. <laughs> I think this is a Josh thing. No. If you notice the hat I'm wearing. <laughs> I thought that was the Punisher. I don't is even know what that is. Lobster? That is Boba Fett's. It's not a uh, lobster. Uh, it's a Minnesota simple. lobster. Anyway, um, you have a stretch here, David. Toyota. I, Yoda. I heard you. Oh, my I, Lord. I specifically no. listened after. Yoda. You purposely said it Toyota rather than Toyota. Uh, Ede was actually onto it as like sniffing around it after the two when he's like Ben and Ray. No, and then we weren't ben even ben- sure with Toyota because Eric said Toyota. I'm like, how do you pronounce be? it? It's clearly pronounced as a D. There's no, no question it's about Yoda. it. Why? Did you? A no, 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 no. The, the character is Yoda. The car is Y O T O Y O T A, but everybody pronounces it Toyota. No, they don't. Uh, you say Toyota? In Japan, you do. If you listen to the way people pronounce it, they say Toyota. I, the character's you. name is not Toyota, Toyota it's Prius. Yoda. So I, well, I, here's I the thing. I play tested this with three people. Every one of them got it, and every one of them said, you might make Josh's head explode, and his it's eyes will roll. And they, and they said, Josh's eyes will roll at you, and it will be worth it. That's it's what they stretch. all said. So, okay. All I'm saying is, it's a stretch. My Sorry, friend has, has a Toyota. Toy and he has Yoda. and he has a sticker on it, a little decal that says Toy Yoda. And that is one of the reasons why I was absolutely positive to get away with this, because those stickers are very, very common. Is there a reason you didn't just use Obi Toppin? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Because or, give it and, away. if you're going to stretch things, just use Kenny Skywalker. I like... was going, I have Kenny Skywalker as my number six. <laughs> I decided to go with Kenny with, uh, with, uh, he thought Yoda Toyota Yoda. would be better. I thought Toyota would be more. I thought Toyota would be more. I had this as one of my missing links, and I had Obi Toppin as as one of my answers. See, that would have got me in that direction. I could have won Obi. You could have went with uh, the name of uh, the Canucks mascot, Finn. Oh, that's the black guy. Yeah, that's John Boyega. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I recognize that. (laughs) But anyway. it's in gen in general good good we it's it's just a stretch that's all I was saying Dave just a stretch I, I mean I'm not mad at you for using the theme because I had it as one of mine but that's, I agree with you it's a little bit of a stretch I, I, I will I will Toyota. openly admit that I love like Toyota as a name and not a, a, a thing a part <laughs> of the name that's the problem I have to I didn't break I don't always do enough. stretches but when I do I drink those he no, drinks okay, those okay. Ekis. yes, those Ekis, yes. Listen, yeah. Yeah. they yeah, don't okay. like straightforward ones either David. But all right, I gave him the most straightforward one they could have ever asked for. No, it was too straightforward. All right, after the third quarter, we have scores of one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins with 500 points, largely buoyed by the 100 points they got for my Star Wars stretch theme, and if Vice and Omas men have 395 points. That will take us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. So today we're going to go with our missing link theme, and we have made the fourth quarter be with you. The categories for today are as follows. Never tell me the odds. 
pertaining to Super Bowl betting. Question number two. Great kid, don't get cocky, pertaining to baseball hitting accomplishments. Question three. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool that follows him, pertaining to NBA coaches? And question four. No, I am your father, pertaining to big four end of season awards. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in Never Tell Me the Odds. In the last 40 years of the Super Bowl through 2021, what Super Bowl winner had the longest odds at the beginning of the season at 150 to 1? En route to winning the Super Bowl, they played the first ever playoff games in their home city. We'll check in. Of Mice and Almost Men have checked in. One of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. Please talk it out. I mean, that, that makes sense, right? It has to be the Rams. I mean, going back to what I was saying earlier about Cheryl Miller, I'm equally as confident that this has to be the Rams. Trent Green went down and the Rams were dead. No one had them even. Right. And this in this this grocery. Uh, there's a movie about him, actually. Um, if you oh. guys want to. I've heard. I've heard there's a movie about this. This, Yeah. So Such an under, I mean, an had... underdog almost in America. Well, I mean, it would make it was... sense. It would make sense that the team he led to a Super Bowl win, they would have had to have had long odds since he was the American underdog, right? Right. That's the epitome. I'm good with I'm good with the Rams. All right. We're checking with the Rams for 100 points. All right. And of mice and almost men, what was your uh what was your answer and your wager? Yeah. So um I remember vaguely because this came out that the Bengals, I think, might have tied them or were close to that number um, this year. And I couldn't remember the team. So we thought about teams that moved or expansion teams that would play their first home playoff game. First two teams I came up with Raiders or Raiders and Rams. And we thought about the 1999 Rams. And that kind of made sense. And, and Scott seemed to remember some kind of connection about the Rams Bengals playing this year and that kind of odds situation. Yeah. So it kind of all came together for us. So we checked in with the Rams for 95. And both teams are receiving points. And Eric had it exactly right. It was it, starting quarterback goes down in the preseason and the odds spiked and they were 150 to one long odd, uh, long shots. And then Kurt Warner, the savior comes along and wins the Super Bowl. But yeah, I, I wasn't sure if the extra hint was warranted, but it was the first time there were ever playoff games in St. Louis. And that was oh. sort of a, a key part. I, I forgot about that part of the question. That's, <laughs> what got me, that's what got me to thinking about that. Yeah. I find that I find this all ironic that Josh is working so hard to get re- E to read the questions and <laughs> he's not doing it. I know he didn't even read the Chris Paul. We have, to, we have with the Raymond lead, Felton question. Lead by example. All right. I'm I'm two beers in. I'm great. <laughs> I'm just still confused by Toyota. So I, oh, I don't like know. You what need I'm... me God. to answer questions. <laughs> I right. need the, the support, Josh. Okay, I will tell you to read the question after he posts it. From just, now on, sing, I, just sing to him. From now on, my missing links are going to be like, all right, answer one, one, two, two. It's going to be sort of so simple that, all right, question gonna miss two. It. Great kid, don't get cocky. Okay, only 12 players in Major League history have had 100 extra base hits in a season, and only three of those have done it twice. But only one player has ever had consecutive 100, 100 extra base hit seasons. This year, he received 52% of the Hall of Fame votes on his fourth year of eligibility. We're going to check in. All right. Uh, one of us, rather, Kirk Cousins, has checked in of my Sonoma's men. You have about 40 seconds left. All right. So, so I'm just listed, trying to break this down. Yeah, I listed a bunch of names I could remember off the ballot. 
and we're trying to break it down based on if it's fourth year of eligibility, five years retired nine, 10 years ago. So we're trying to get a time frame. And then, so you're thinking guys that, I mean, you have to have two back-to-back big seasons, right? I'm thinking probably 40 plus homers. Yeah. You would think to get to a hundred extra race hits probably. So guys that would have that in presumably the two thousands, you know, saying that, that if they're, they retire 2012, 2013, and then the guys you named of the guys you named, I mean, Jimmy Rollins is better than Barry Larkin, but he's, it's not him. Yeah. I just, I was just trying to remember names. Yeah. On there so I could get connected. And I, I said Todd Helton because of the doubles. He, I'm pretty sure he's on the ballot. I don't remember how like high he's he one of those guys that would hit like 42, 44 homers quietly. So then that would, you know, 56, 58 doubles. Yeah. It's doable. Yeah. I, I was and just towards field. Right. I was because 52% is a pretty high number for, if you're yeah. talking about like that's that means I mean in your fourth year fifty twos you know you're yeah and it. so it's it's not going to be you would think it's not going to be anyone who has questions right or like any controversies and he was a clean player right like, there's going to be no no doubt about yeah. him getting in I, I kind of like I kind of like that for the time frame for the you know the five twos and cores he's on the ballot and, and I just said and he, his like, doubles were just I mean every year he was hitting fifty plus doubles it seemed like. All right, David, we're going to check in with 100 points, four 100 points with Todd Helton. All right. And one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. What did you guys have? I almost wrote this question because I saw this stat a while ago, um, but I wasn't sure how to put it because um, I knew the three guys that did it. I didn't know Helton did it. And, well, you know, not to give away our answer. I didn't know Helton <laughs> did it in back-to-back seasons because um, I knew Lou Gehrig did it. I knew a guy named Chuck Klein didn't know that name until I read this stat. And then I saw Todd Helton. I didn't know anything other than that. I'm like, and I even told Josh, I'm like, Garrick's in the Hall of Fame. Chuck Klein's from like the, you know, before there was TV. So I'm assuming he's in the Hall of Fame because he didn't, you know, this isn't his fourth year of eligibility. So yeah, we checked in with Todd Helton for 100 points. Both teams are receiving points. And and Scott, you hit a lot of the highlights. It's sort of funny that... Um, Todd Helton only had 50 doubles. I was studying his stats because he had some pretty phenomenal numbers. He only had 50 doubles twice, but it was the two years that he had 100 extra extra base hits. And it was in 2000 and 2001. In 2000, his numbers were just obscene. I mean, he had 59 doubles. He had 42 homers. He had 147 ribbies. And he hit 372. Now, of course, it's Colorado, but it's like Colorado versus steroids. I guess it's it's like a, it's a trade-off. Um the, the amazing thing is that 100, 100 extra base hits is pretty rare. I mean, uh, yeah, he just hit the guys who did it twice. It hasn't been done since 2001. This was another question I was actually going to write. It hasn't been done since 2001, when the second time that Helton did it. But there were three other guys that did it that year. It was Bonds, Sosa, and Luis Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And Luis, his biggest of those uh, hits was in the World Series. Absolutely. Which was well, only a single, but oh, I was about to say that wasn't yeah. an extra base hit. Wouldn't have counted anyway, but yeah, it was not an extra base yeah. hit. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well done. Points to both teams. Question three. Who's the more foolish or the the fool or the fool that follows him? Three of the win five winningest coaches in NBA history spent time as head coach of the same franchise. Although in each case, they won more games with every other franchise they coached. Name the franchise and the three coaches. All right. We're going to check in. All right, one of us would uh, would rather have Kirk Cousins has checked in, and of my sonoma's men, it's like about thirty seconds. Good question. This is putting it together. So right off the jump, I thought Knicks, just because the way they go through coaches, yeah. Phil Jackson makes sense. 
Pat Riley makes sense, but we're not positive that Pat Riley's in the top five and winning as coaches. Phil Jackson, he would have Knicks would work for him as far oh, as absolutely short career. And then that now that begs the question: if it is, did Don Nelson ever coach the Knicks? And if so, if we don't remember, maybe it's because he wasn't there very long. But I right because they went through all those different coaches. Like, but yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the rest of the top five, Popovich eliminates any of and you know, Jerry Sloan's so, out. Right, so it's whatever the other three are. Right? Correct. So. If I just we, don't know what who they are. I like. I would feel strong that Phil Jackson's in there and Lenny Wilkins. Nelson's number one, and he's gonna get. I mean, Pop's gonna pass first and second pretty soon. So it's got to be Nelson, Wilkins, Wilkins and Jackson. Jackson. That we're the Knicks. That's what yeah. I would say. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Nelson and Wilkins are top two, and then yeah. it's it's got to be if if we're gonna fit Nixon's shortest tenure to a, a team like that, then that's Jackson what I would go fit. with. Okay. All right. Yeah, you got that? Yep, David, we're checking in the Knicks uh, and the coaches being Don Nelson, Lenny Wilkins, and Phil Jackson for 100 points. All right. And one of us would prefer Kirk Cousins. What did you guys have? Um, no, I it's it was it the, we had the top five being Nelson, Wilkins, Popovich, Sloan, and Riley. Popovich and Sloan were out immediately. Yeah. Uh, and Josh confirmed. I wasn't. I don't remember Riley with the Knicks. I'm sure he probably like right after the Lakers. Oh yeah. yeah. That was the first place you went right after the Lakers. Oh, you know what? Now that you're saying, never mind. That's he was there for a a number of years. I'm just, (laughs) I didn't, I hated the Knicks so much. I didn't pay attention to anything. Yeah. Yeah. So we Riley at the Knicks Wilkins ended his career with the Knicks. Yep. Um, And Don Nelson in the mid nineties had like maybe one or two with the Knicks. Really? Um, Before, before Van Gundy then. Yeah, I want to say it was right before he went to Dallas. Um, so we went with Don Nelson, Lenny Wilkins, and Pat Riley and the New York Knicks for 100 points. Yeah, I don't think Jackson, I think he was only the GM of the Knicks. I don't think he ever coached him. I'm pretty certain he didn't. Hmm. So so one team is receiving points, and uh, Scott and Mason, you guys had all the logic right. You just had one name missing from the top five. So, So you were right that Three and four on the list are Popovich and Sloan. Popovich, of course, is only with the Spurs. Sloan had, was with the Bulls briefly at the beginning of his career, but obviously yeah. most of the wins that he had racked up with the Jazz. When you look at these numbers, they're kind of stunning because Don Nilsson racked up 540 wins with the Bucks, 422 with the Warriors, 339 with Dallas, and 34 with the Knicks. Lenny Wilkins was 478 with the Sonics, 316 with the Cavs, 310 with the Hawks, 113 with the Raptors, 75 with the Blazers, and only 40 with the Knicks. None of these guys lasted more than a season because they were just this revolving door. And then Pat Riley yeah. was Lakers, Lakers, Heat, and then way drop off to the Knicks. He did win 220 games with the Knicks, but obviously won a lot more with the Heat and the Lakers. So yeah. one team is receiving points. Uh, I saw the stat and I was trying to find a way to answer, ask a question. So, all right, here we go. Question four, our last question of the game. Uh, the category was, no, I am your father. Who are the only father and son to both win Big Four Rookie of the Year awards, you okay. did say father and son, so it's not Reggie and Shower Miller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. Okay, yeah, we're gonna check in. Right, one of us would prefer Kirk Cousins has checked in, and with about thirty seconds to go, last chance to talk it out for of my Sonoma's men. I literally can't think of anything else. Yeah, and based on the phrasing, we're assuming these are different sports, just because he would have said. 
who would yeah to to both win MLB Rookie of the right. Year, for example. So I so, I think this has to stretch over to two sports. Right, and the first combo we came up with is Grant and Calvin Hill. Of course, I'm always going to go to Grant. Well, first my mind goes to Gary Sheffield. I was like, no, his dad didn't play. Then my mind went to Grant Hill. Always. That's how my mind works, people. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's not Barry and Shane Larkin for sure. No, no, because Jimmy Rollins is better than both of them. So right, yeah, that's right. Um, and then I, I was like Griffey, but like Trey Griffey is terrible at wide receiver. So yeah, I I can't think of anything else outside of like just over different sports, which right. we're we're assuming it is like right. Because I, I like I said, it would, it would, he would have said you know I, I NFL rookie of the year. You know. Yeah. If it was the same sport, so right, so that's fine. I don't know much about Calvin Hill except for that you know he is responsible good. for one of Earth's most amazing human beings and athletes of all time. Outside of creating him, I don't know that much about him except for that I like he's. I think he was top five in their franchise for uh, rushing yards. Doesn't take much. <laughs> I think Trey Hambrick's on that list. <laughs> so I, I'm. I don't know that I can think of anything else. We're not going to win, so yeah. let's just do it. Sure. We're, put, we're chucking it up for number 3-3. Three, three. We're going to check in uh, with Grant and Calvin Hill for 100 points. All right. One of us would rather have Kirk Cousins. Last chance. Um, It's kind of like, Scott, I don't know why. Anytime I think rookie of the year in my head, I immediately go to Jason Kidd, Grant Hill. Right. <laughs> Somebody says rookie of the year. That's immediately where I go to Jason Kidd. And it's Hill. weird because like I don't ever go to like Steve Francis out in Brand, who also like shared it only five years later. I completely forget that. Yeah, it, it, it's one thing I've take, taken away like out of everything that I've learned in sports is that's like number one in my head immediately. Yeah. So that's where I went, and I remember I pretty I was eighty percent sure Kelvin Hill was on there. I can go through all the Cowboys rookies of the year, and it's like Emmett Smith, Dak Prescott, Tony Dorsett. Uh, soon to be Michael Parsons. Um, and I'm, I was like I said, 80% sure Kelvin Hill was on there. So it checked the boxes. So we checked in with Kelvin and Grant Hill for 100 points. Both teams are receiving points. Yeah, I was trying to be a little bit vague as to whether it was different sports or same sports. One of my playtesters was was focused on one sport for a while, went through hockey, went through baseball, went oh, through, and then God. finally, and then finally thought, oh, wait, this could be. This could be people from two different. Come on, Walling, you're better than that. <laughs> Is it Dan? It was Walling. I'm not, not going to reveal who my playtesters were. So um, we know who your playtesters. <laughs> you don't want to reveal <laughs> right. who was the one that uh, got caught up. Your playtesters are the bench warmers that aren't here. That's true. That's That's the point. ones you said couldn't play tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. So, uh, uh, yeah. So Calvin Hill was uh, was offensive rookie of the year in 1969. And as you mentioned, nice. Grant Hill apparently is burnt in your mind. So, yes, the correct answers are Calvin and Grant Hill. Well done. Well done. The game has come to an end. And here are the final scores. Of Mice and Almost Men fought valiantly and finished with a score of 590 points. But our clipboard captains of the game are one of us would rather have Kirk Cousins with a score of 900 points, winning the coveted Trey Lance Award. Uh, so congratulations, guys. Anything else anybody wants to talk about before we call it a night? You know what? First of all, we get no no kudos for our record-breaking performance. We just set the uh, record. I, don't wanna, I, can't, I, can't, I can't pump up the egos anymore. Dave, than we, David's not uh, going to pump it up because we just passed. We just, I would say we, yeah, dethroned we, him. Him. we dethroned him. Uh, we dethroned 
David. Was that was that you guys throw a no hitter there? I, Did we? I, it was. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, it was a no hitter. No hitter. It was a no. Well, congratulations on joining me in the history books. Nice. <laughs> Is a Julius Hodge away from perfect game? Wait, we didn't oh. score zero. Wait, what? <laughs> The other side of history. I'm on both sides. Oh, right. has, has there been a perfect game yet? Is is that still not done? I don't uh, believe there's been, based on our, our what we set uh, as our right. criteria, no. I, I Wait, just so what it's very difficult. There have been, what, we three, had to have gone three or four perfect games? All of them. To yeah. get Wait, all so the maximum points. Wait, hang on a second. What's, what determines a perfect game? You have to get the missing maximum. All the maximum points. Maximum uh, points. Okay. Outside so, but, the coin toss, I'm assuming. But, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, but see, but see, theoretically, you could get two hundred ten points in in a uh, in a lucky seven if the other team completely bombs out, and that's maximum points. Correct. That's why yeah, that would be almost impossible. There, it's almost impossible. Okay, right. okay. okay. It okay. would have been very possible in this game, right? They just yeah. would have had to get all Goliath. They got the theme, so they they were fine yeah. there. Eric would have had to have remembered the Julius the Hodge, Balding, Julius yeah, Hodge. Yeah, that guy, the guy. <laughs> the who, guy. I, I did as soon as Scott said his name. I'm like, it's that moron. Like, it's right. Just... So it's that got punched. All right. Um, but yeah, no, hey, there's been a couple no hitters. That Dan has one. I have one. There's a couple other people. Uh, I think Scott hot. Scott didn't did you and I have a one together? Yes, it was one you time and I played yes. together. Yes. Yep. So well, Dave, you're also on the list. David, your games so everyone take a lot of me, your games take a lot of uh uh thought yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but exactly. yet still, but yet you're still pitching no hitter no no i i i'm i'm not complaining that's what i was saying it's, it's like just, sometimes it's... with the timer it's like you're like because they just require so much and like you're racing against the clock there, there, there's just so many possibilities that run through your head anytime like you have these questions and that's it's no i i, I enjoy them it, it's just you leave exhausted yeah. <laughs> fun game as always i always enjoy your games no matter what like like we all said they're thought-provoking they're good questions that that really a lot of them are obvious but then you still can't get there right away you still second guess yourself because it's a david question you're like it can't be that obvious so i i enjoyed it so david it was it was it was a well-crafted game like i said only the one little thing which they correctly pointed out i would maybe point out inaccuracy or stretch and uh me being the fantasy slash sci-fi nerd of course i was going to be the one to call out that stretch but uh i always like playing your games you you craft really really good games and um yeah i got the team with Eid, so i came out on the the, the good side of things so do, do well, thank you put, and i admit i admit the, I admit no. the Yoda thing was a was a stretch. I I totally admit it, but I also decided as I was as I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Like I, hey. it was it was you know it's your game, was... <laughs> David. <laughs> so, hey, you were an Obi Toppin away from a perfect game. That's right. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch, stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. 
You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.